When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hour number two, Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Good to be here. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you listening, watching, however it is you're consuming the Jeff Cameron Show. Uh, much obliged. Much obliged. Twitter's at Jay Cameron Show, and soon enough I'll give you like a, I think we're going to have a, a show text number at some point. Nice. Yeah, I think it's true. I we, we talked about it, and then I just didn't pursue it, and I don't know. I think I think we'll make it happen, and then from there also maybe a show email. So you could do eight five zero four Cameron. There you go. I like that. Yeah, eight five zero for Cameron. Yeah, that's it. Well, I often order an eight five zero when I sit down to have a beer. Well, it's, hey, there it is. We've got the sponsor. <laughs> Give us your money. Yeah. Uh, damn Skippy, old school JB Noel, you are indeed. I uh, hope Virginia is treating you well. Here comes Virginia. Virginia. Woo! It's been a minute. Oh man, we that last note very well. Yeah, we did. We were on it. We were on it. Yeah, I think um, I think we have to cross our fingers. A lot of questions about the health of this football team going into the game on Saturday, and you're just not going to get that answer. Not from Mike. And in college football, you're not required to give an injury report in the way that you are for the National Football League. I obviously wish that rule would change as a gambler, but it's not going to. Mm. Um, the legalization of gambling in the state of Florida, uh, perhaps? Perhaps yeah. uh, Caesars ACC Network postgame show mm. might not change things for the conference. You yeah. Know, um. <laughs> the DraftKings SEC Today show might not change things for that conference. That might be an ask for a... Uh, multi-billion dollar TV deal. I'm not saying anything's imminent, but I no. can see yeah, be that's great. how those policies change right there. Wouldn't that be great? It, we would all benefit. Um, yeah. Good job, Preston. That is correct. If you email me, I'll reply to thousands of you on Flag Day. Uh, Corey's birthday, Flag Day. I uh, Indeed, that's the one time of year that I get back to everybody, typically. Sometimes if it's more pressing. Um Remember last year when I did that, and I went through all the emails that I had not responded to on Flag Day. Uh, there were, I, sat, I started very early in the morning and got oh, back yeah. to an awful lot of people. What year did it begin in? So it was funny as hell. I told you this, right? I emailed a guy back for a subject that he emailed in about from 2014. And I, I was like, it, I can't remember who it was, but it was some guy. It was a nice, nice enough guy. And I said... Uh, Hey, happy Flag Day. Sorry I never got to this, but uh, as we know, and then I answered the question because we had the, right. <laughs> the information. History had uh, yeah, yeah. borne that out. So I answered the question. My favorite part of doing that, the guy got back to me. He's like, happy Flag Day, Jeff, is all he wrote. So he still listens after all those years of me. <laughs> 
Well, the problem is we would get we went from having very few people many moons ago listening to the show to thousands, which is great. And then the next thing I knew, I just got overwhelmed that I couldn't get back to everybody. I read most of them, but I couldn't get back to everybody. So when I made, took the time to do it, I was like, all right, this will be fun. Send it. Some of them came back. People may have been dead. Uh, the email changed. Something happened. That's kind of creepy to think about. Oh, you ever do that in your phone? You ever go through your phone contacts? Like, he's dead. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. You do? I've got like seven or eight dead people on my phone. And mm. so you keep the roster? You keep accounts? I don't ever delete them. Do you add dead to their name on the, on no, the contacts list? No, I know they're list? dead. I'm okay. aware that they're dead. I don't need to write that That is really something. Mm-hmm. I've never thought to do that, and that feels creepy. Well, what stinks is uh, sometimes, like, if you're looking for somebody else that you don't frequently reach out to, and so you just That's what I'm thinking. I'm not thinking about close family members, because that no, would just hurt. that would hurt, right. Yeah. No, but there there are people that I like, that were acquaintances or people that I worked with 15 years ago and haven't seen since then that are, you know, I mean, just you have these numbers that transfer over with each phone. And I've there have been a couple where I, I was saddened. I, I saw a name and went, oh, man, he passed away a few years ago. Because there are, like, one of the reasons I keep them is, is there's our communication, our last communication. And, and a lot of right. times they're nice memories. There's just something funny or something friendly in exchange on a text, and it's still there. Well, if we're going to get a little bit sad on a Redemption Thursday, yeah, that's the thing that I always have the hardest time with is when I hear friends who have lost parents or, or oh, loved ones. Oh, yeah, and it's still in your phone. And they say something to the effect of they wish that they could see that name pop up on their phone again for a phone call. Like yeah. that's That's a toughie. Yeah. That's where my mind went when you said, "Have you ever scanned your phone for dead people?" I got uh, sad. I didn't. I don't. <laughs> no, I didn't mean to take it there. I, I, there's, there'll be times where I see it and I'm like, "Oh man, he's dead. He's been dead for four years. That's nuts." Like it marks the time, right? right? You know, it's, it's right. amazing. Yeah. Um, that, you know, I just hope you know when we get older, you, you'll have to let me know because you'll get there first, but. It's kind of like the grumpy old man. Do you just look at it in a funny way, the way that, I that movie's written? To. I think you have to, right? Yeah. Um, I probably. He's I, dead. I, I died on impact. By the way, Preston, I'm 50. Bastard. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, that's nice of you. I'm 50. I'm not anywhere close to 60. Well, I'm 10 years away from 60, but yeah, man. Not nine and change. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Uh, so to answer the question that was asked, which was, is Jordan Travis available for Saturday's game? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I would assume so. I think so. I certainly hope so. Or it's the Tate Rodemaker show, everybody. Woo-hoo-hoo. You don't think it would be McKenzie? I don't know at this point. I don't. I, I think he is uh, perhaps physically incapable, yeah. Really? Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. It's a situation where my man's foot didn't heal yeah. right, and it's it's unfortunate. We're going to laugh at this conversation when Tate wins the Heisman Trophy in two years. We're just going to laugh back and think, you wow. Know, you know what we're in need of is a little injection, a little injection of uh, something from uh, out of nowhere that surprises us in a positive way. Like, for example... In the situation we just described, if unfortunately for some reason Jordan Travis was not available for Saturday's game and they rolled Tate Rodemaker out there and he played well, like the guy you see in practice occasionally playing really well, because that has happened. Oh, the best passes. Unlike Chubba Purdy, who every time I watched in practice did nothing, Tate Rodemaker looks good in practice a lot. You'll see a beautiful throw and then you'll glance over and be like, oh, that was Tate. (laughs) 
but it doesn't translate into the games or the opportunities in scrimmages. Well, I don't even know that it's consistent in practice. But if you had to rate like the best thrown footballs in a given practice, correct? And you saw all four quarterbacks. I, I think back to spring. Yeah. When Tate, the first couple well, of for weeks, that matter, English throws a decent ball. Gino, yeah, yeah Gino yeah. throws a decent ball. He's scrappy. Yeah, he does. He's everything you want on a walk-on quarterback. <laughs> yeah, 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 he throws a decent he, ball. He's slinging a little bit. Uh huh. Uh, by the way, Ryan, you're right. Uh, old Tate Rodemaker does own the worst interception in college football history. It's certainly up there, high on the list. That was something to behold. I remember <laughs> he's rolling out, and you're looking right at that guy. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. now you do see that there's a defender between you and the receiver. He's looking right at you. He's not looking off into the stands. He's not on the other side of the – no, he's looking right at you, and you went, here you go, buddy. The, it's almost like he couldn't control his arm. I must throw this at him now. The DJ one was uh, was pretty bad, though, the shovel pass. That's this season's front runner. Now, the funny thing is I, I don't know that I blame him for that nearly as much as I would blame Tate for looking at what was coming and then, and then throwing the ball and, mm-hmm. and having it picked. But it just presents terribly. You know, it's it's unlucky that they called a linebacker blitz through the gap necessary for the shovel pass to go right. But if you if you if you have just a visual of a quarterback doing this and throwing it two feet, and it's right in the belly of a linebacker who goes untouched to the house, that just doesn't present well. I um no, it's not a good look. You know what else isn't a good look? That Carson Wentz interception the other night, falling into the end zone. <laughs> Did you see that? That is as bad an interception as you'll see. What are you doing, sir? That is an insane decision. You're a professional quarterback. Who does that? Who's fault? Jameis Winston used to do stuff like that. We were like, oh, Jameis. Jameis. Jameis, no. Jameis, why? I mean, you would. You would occasionally, Jameis would throw a ball that you'd go, really? That's still in you. Oh, After all well, this time. We were discovering that it was in him in 2014. Remember the Notre Dame first half? Like now he was brilliant in the second half of that game against Notre Dame, but that yes, first half, you're like, what, what world is yeah. that? <laughs> Why what? did you make that throw? It's also the game in which he made one of the best throws I've ever seen. That howitzer right by that it, blitzing was it a safety or a linebacker? I can't remember, but it's just. Jameis, why? Jameis, no, no, no. I know, man. <laughs> it's it's. I've said it. In my living room, watching the Bucks, a lot. Jameis, why? Jameis, no. 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 That was the throw into triple coverage in the middle of the field that he was like, oh, what in the Darius world? Leonard is right there. Oh, oh, what are we doing? No. What are we doing? I swear Cam Brate's not open. Darius Leonard's right there. Yeah. You see him, right? Yeah. And you don't. Uh, also, by the way. Jameis, why? Jameis, No. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> Camp Freight has permanent brain damage. It's a good thing he went to Harvard and has a lot of brain cells because my man has been m- murdered off of Winston throws in those years uh, in Tampa. I mean, he just would try. He's open. No, no, he's bracketed. Yeah. He's yeah. bracketed. Let's not put. Oh, my God. He caught that. He caught. That's a tough guy. Yeah, you remember the uh, the, the touchdown, hit, the hit to Patrick Mahomes a couple weeks ago, mm. where he gets folded Ooh. in half, right? <laughs> I saw that happen to Cam Brayton, Minnesota, live with my own eyes I was on in the a press touchdown, box, right? On a touchdown, it was a late garbage time touchdown, mm. and James doesn't care for no, garbage time. He's no. like, it matters. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Cam, 
You know, the funny thing is that probably happened seven or eight times to Cam with, with Jameis, like where it was five-star level. Dear Jim, God, God do you hate him? Man, you're going to get my man decapitated. Best part is Tom Brady's done it too. <laughs> they all well, come to the, the same pro- conclusion. Well, here's the problem. He proved – see, this is, this is my theory. You know my theory on this. This is why I didn't get stuck doing stuff I didn't want to do in life. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yep. If you show somebody that you're capable of whatever it is, they're going to ask you to do it. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's good and bad, but here's how you have to understand. Read the room. Understand what's about to happen. If you show the inclination to want to learn how to do menial things that you would never want to do. Oh, menial things. I see. Occasionally. Occasionally they were, right? Perhaps things that prop up the organization. Corrupt. Corrupt. I mean, excuse me. Correct. Yep. That's a slip. (laughs) That's a slip. Correct. But not stuff that... You should have to do. Some other person lower on the totem pole should have to do. And so I always recognized when I was being asked to do something that would soon become a permanent fixture of my daily activities if I showed that I could do it. And if it was something I didn't want to do that I thought sucked, I'd be like, oh, nope, don't have time, whatever it was. And somebody else would get asked into the room and then they would do it. Are you listening, Gene? Permanently have to do it. Gene Williams, are you listening to this? Not this guy. I'm on, doing my thing, show prepping. That's what I'm doing. Jameis, why? <laughs> Jameis, no. No. Yeah. No. So, so that you got to learn the lesson. So, Cam Brate, this is how it, it applies to you. If you show no fear ever at any point in getting your head ripped off in double coverage on a ball that's thrown into an oncoming safety or linebacker, and you hold on to the ball, he's going to do it again. He's, it's a safety, you know, safety blanket. It's he's going to continue safety net. He's going to continue to throw it to you, and you notice that doesn't happen to the other guys. Just Cameron Bray, steady wearing ass beatings. Now I love him because he's tough, and I'm glad he got his money, and he's a good guy, and we'll always think of him fondly. But I mean, he's the one wearing the beatings. Yeah, it's just brutal. Well, he had the touchdown to Lambeau, right? So he he had a reward. I think that was after the, yeah, uh, the Devin yeah, White scoop. Yeah. yeah. I think it was Jordan Whitehead who forced the fumble, and then it's one play to break. So he got to eat, took his pay cut. He's like, I like it here. I yeah. don't care. No, Tom stay. Brady can get me killed. I don't yeah. care. Right. Well, who's not going to want to do that? Um, you know, I mean, he, he you get to play with the greatest of all time, and you win a Super Bowl. It worked out for you. It worked out really well for you. A footnote for you. Hide your disappointed face. You might want to hide it. All right. Mm-hmm. McKenzie would be the backup, according to somebody with knowledge of the situation. Okay. Well, I was projecting. Yeah. That you want to see Tate. That's what you want to yeah, see. Yeah, I was we projecting. We've got to evaluate there's no the reason, Tate. There's no reason to see McKenzie. Yep, because we know. The road maker in Latin for the correct shoulder every time. <laughs> if he makes the throw. If he can pull the trigger. Well, that's his middle name. Yeah. Oh, if? Yeah, if. If. <laughs> Tate, if, road maker. Rudyard Kipling. There you go. That's him. Jeff Cambridge Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchia TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash 
all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. By the way, if you are thinking about solar panels, don't forget to think about the condition of your roof. Before you sign a solar panel contract, call T-Spark Enterprises to come out and inspect your roof. The last thing you want to do is have to pay an additional $10,000 plus to remove your newly installed panels to have a new roof put on. There's a benefit to replacing your roof at the same time you have solar panels installed. And there are opportunities, big ones, in fact, for tax credits. So uh, just a message there from our friends at T-Spark Enterprises, Roofing and Construction. That's cool. Timely, he, yeah. He had said, Travis did, when he came to take a look at my house and give me a survey on you know everything that needs to be done, long-term projects, short-term fixes, things like that. That uh, solar panel was uh, the wave of uh, the future. So that's pretty cool that he's offering that service. Now, I knew that he was uh, looking to get that as a part of the business. So good for you, T-Spark. If you think, by the way, that um, Michigan State is going to incur a loss or two, like maybe you think they lose this weekend. I don't know that they will, but they are on uh, upset alert because Purdue has done that before, and Purdue throws the ball well. Michigan State gives up a lot of passing yards. Some of that is because of what they do formationally. They, they want to keep everything in front of them, play a lot of zone, and, uh, and tackle, and then they don't allow a lot of points in the red zone. But uh, they, they'll give up the pass, and Purdue can throw it. Pretty much that's all they can do. So uh, you might look at this game, and why would I bring this up? Well, I bring it up because the odds are out right now in a lot of books for Heisman. Uh, and I would just say this. Obviously, you would think that the stud that is Kenneth Walker the third, who just had a massive game against Michigan, uh, is your front runner. And yeah, they did a straw poll, and he was he received thirty four of the thirty eight first place votes. But uh, hmm, we'll see, right? If you go bet MGM and just look at those numbers again, thinking that Michigan State's going to lose a game, maybe you know, obviously Ohio State down the line. Then you can look at a Bryce Young at plus 190 right now at Alabama, for example. Matt Corral at Ole Miss, you can get at plus 275. They can't afford to drop one. I think the guy that has been a real joy to watch play the game this year, who is simply exceptional and worlds better than he was when the year started, is C.J. Stroud at Ohio State. And that is a guy you can get at plus 450. And he would probably be the guy I grab. Have you seen his numbers? Have you have you watched what that kid's done this year? I've not seen his numbers, but I you know, listen. He's in watching him, I'm sorry. He's completing nearly 68 percent of his passes. He's thrown for close to uh, 2,500 yards. He's got 23 touchdowns and three ints. He's great. What I was going to say is, in watching Ohio State since their setback against Oregon, they're putting so many things together yes, that they, they are. are going to be a fixture in the conversation because, in a way, they'll be a new part of the conversation down the stretch. And that's one of the things you want to handicap here if you're playing Correct. Heisman Futures is who's going to be talked about a lot? Who's going to be in games that are talked about a lot? Well, given that that side of the Big Ten is a mess with a bunch of big contests coming up, C.J. C. Stroud is going to be at the center of all those conversations. So if you have Ohio State beating Michigan State, Michigan winning the Big Ten championship game and snaking their way into the college football playoff, yeah. he's going to be you know page uh, one yeah. of every discussion, every single program. So that helps. And he's really good. He's really good. He's just going to continue to put up big numbers. 
uh, it's just interesting, something to note as we get this far into the season. You know, I'm doing this right now where I'm looking at that aspect, looking at the postseason. We know everybody's furious with the committee, and the committee probably likes that because then they get all the attention that they were clamoring for to begin with, and that's why they forever uh, just make stuff up. And it's it's all part of a big male soap opera in which they're looking for ratings. So they just there's no consistency to the way they rank teams. They they frequently uh, contradict themselves on the regular. No, they're all BS. All oh, of yeah, yeah. until the last two weeks. Yeah, all of them don't matter. And then people, but they get what they want because people will scream and they're up in arms. You know, you got one team sixth who's got a better road win than anybody else in the top four and all that other stuff. You know, this is what happens. This is what they do. I haven't watched more than one week of the playoff selection show, which typically is, you know, the final one since 2015. No, I don't. Yeah, ever since that, when they were using the metrics, going back to the 2014 year. Right. They were going to try to take a team that had won 29 straight games and was the reigning national champion and not put them in the playoff. Get the hell out of here. Well, because last year doesn't impact this year. Unless you're Alabama and you lose a football game. Right, yes. Of course. No, they contradict themselves all the time. I mean, it's just... Yeah. It's a farce. It is a farce. Um, But, but, but again, um, I would just tell you that uh, I, I do take note for purposes of, hey, who would I think can win this Heisman based on who I think is going to get to the playoffs on a big team, what position, all that good stuff. Now, listen, I, I really enjoy watching Kenneth Walker the third run the ball. The guy's got nearly 2,000 yards rushing. He's averaging nearly seven yards per carry. He's a horse. I mean, it, it's insane. Uh, and that's the story of the season. Michigan State, to me, is the best story of the college football season. Uh, Mel Tucker and what they've done is remarkable. Uh, some of it is smoke and mirrors. I mean, they narrowly beat Indiana, who's not any good at all. They narrowly beat Nebraska, who's not any good at all. They've narrowly beaten lots of people, but, but they keep winning. If they beat Ohio State yeah, and there, he there goes is. for a buck sixty, yeah, then yeah, you know yeah. it's a good play. That's you play basically. If you play Stroud and, and Walker, you're playing the result of that game. Plus, you think that team, the winner, is not going to lose again. Yeah, and I would also say, Tom, that um, if you like, if you want to look at the NFL right now, where we're seeing dramatic shifts in the conversation about what's who's going to win what. When we talk about players, individual players being the bulk of what their team does, there is nobody in the NFL more dependent on one guy than what Dan was Tennessee with Derrick Henry. I could not believe those numbers. Now he's gone for the year, just had surgery on his foot. You can count them out. It is over. Unless they can become a pass-first offense, which they could because they have two good receivers, and Tannehill's more than serviceable, so maybe. But a lot of what they did off of that, nobody threw more off a of play action than Tennessee because everybody had to respect Derrick Henry's run game. Also, the looks they're now about to get is going to shift dramatically. Now the teams can play too deep because before they had to walk everybody up to deal with uh, a human highlight reel. I mean, a man that is superhuman. No back in NFL history. I read this this morning. No back in NFL history through this amount of games had more carries in a season than Derrick Henry did this year. Ever? Ever. That's interesting, given the era that we live in. It's insane. Their whole offense was centered around him. Here would be my counterpoint to that. Now, they would have to go on the road. Well, actually, you're going to host the game if you win your division. So they're 6-2. and The Colts are uh, 3-5. and So the Colts have to run them down. Mm -hmm. And the way that the injury timeline is described, it's that mid-January is realistic. Since the NFL plays 18 weeks now, and you have an NFL Sunday after New Year's Day, which is something that we're all going to have to get used to for the first time coming up, mm-hmm. there's a chance that maybe they're you know 10-7. and 10-7 and seven this year, and they win the division, but Derrick Henry is back for the playoffs. They could be a sleeper team at that point. Like, oh, this is a be. good time to buy low 
on their AFC Championship chances, for example. Because you'd get a fresh Derrick Henry back, assuming the whole rehab goes all right. But I'll bet you get great odds on it in a week or two. Not just today, but in a week or two if they, if they lose yeah. a couple of games. That's yeah, a sneaky that's a sneaky pick if he can come back. Buy the dip, baby. That's what you do. <laughs> uh, we'll solve for the future when we come back here on the Jeff Cameron Show. Thanks to our friends at ISF. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio. I remember when this album came out because I'm old. It's a good one. My friends at ISF joined us here on the Jeff Cameron Show uh, to start this year, and we're thankful for it. They sponsored this segment. It is uh, about solving for the future, and they have for four decades for their clients, of course. It's an IT and strategy firm. For 40 years, they've served state government business clients across the country from right here in Tallahassee, which is great. So they do national work, local work right here. And they're experts in government processes. They've worked within government agencies across the country. They have expertise in developing strategies, evaluating and refining processes, all that good stuff, which is what you want to do because you got big ideas. And um, they'll use strategy, process, and technology to help you realize those dreams. Give them a call today. More on that in a bit. Now, for solving the future here, brought to you by ISF. I'd say we're going to switch here to to basketball, Tom. Okay, I what like think, this. What do, you, what do you think of that? Huh? Look at that nice crossover move. Yeah, buddy, that's what we're doing. And Leonard Hamilton needed because he didn't have it on last year's team. That's for sure. Somebody to beat somebody off the bounce on the perimeter and create their own shot. And that's why Caleb Mills is here. And when you watch him in tomorrow's exhibition game, you will see that he is the quickest man on the floor. My guess is, as you watch Caleb Mills play games that count uh, in the ACC, he'll be the quickest guy on the floor. So watching the the teams that, that went on to have the success they did in the Final Four, you noticed a common theme there, and that was backcourt quickness. Florida State didn't have it. Couldn't get their own shot off the bounce. Really didn't have anybody on the roster that could do that consistently. They do now in the form of Caleb Mills at 6'5", 190, quick handle, gets to the basket, has purpose, can shoot, is confident. Yeah, that's uh, that's solving the future there. That's understanding what you don't have and finding something to fill that void. Well, and as I understand it, too, this is a group now where you can have multiple people bring the ball up the court. Correct. We already know that Anthony Polite can do so in a pinch. It's not what you would draw up as option A. Yeah. But if you're in foul trouble and you need to get through for three, four minutes of a game, he can handle it. But they've got some young kids who are capable of doing it. You know, Caleb Mills is capable of handling it and running some plays. That's important because what we saw last year, you're right, especially in that Michigan game as it was all winding down. And there were so many signals ahead of that that this team was just they, – they had reached their peak mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. they've gone ice of, cold from the perimeter. A lot of signals, yes. Right. Well, yeah, almost losing in the first round mm-hmm. you know, or trying to make that game interesting was, was the biggest one. Uh, but when, you're, when you need somebody like you're talking about who can generate their own shot off the dribble, you've got that. And it looks like we've got multiple options at different sizes, mind you, who can hit perimeter jump shots as well. And what's the best way that you can advance in the tournament if you don't have the same talent as the team you're playing? Now, Florida State's not going to be in that situation a lot, but Mm -hmm. it's perimeter shooting. And we've got seven-footers who can hit him. Malik Osborne can hit those shots. We'll see. I hear that his jumper is much improved, and it was already all right. It It wasn't bad. Yeah. But if you play small and he's somebody who can extend out and stretch the the defense, like what I'm seeing is... Playing small, we're going to generate matchup problems for opponents. 
the question for me in the future is, do we get any of the fives, the true fives, developed enough by the time we, by get, the to time March, we get to March yeah, that if a, we needed to play big, we could, even if it's four or five to ten minutes a half? Well, you got you got certainly enough bodies, just maybe not the requisite skill in those bodies. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. we got to see that. That is absolutely something I'm worried about. But it will be fun. I mean, we've always had bigs. We've always had guys that we did develop. Uh, so there's reason to trust that that will continue. But... It may be a different-looking team this year. I mean, it's going to be a quick team. It's going to be a team that can shoot again, which we enjoy. I mean, they're much more aesthetically pleasing to watch play basketball over the last five years than we've seen uh, in the prior years where it was the junkyard defense, junkyard dog defense and winning ugly. But quick and uh, able to shoot sounds like you don't like defense. What I hear about this team in the offseason oh, no, is, is they care to. They well. like to. I don't think you come here uh, with the idea that you're not going to really participate on defense. I mean, that Ham's not going to have all that. I mean, think about what Scotty Barnes was. He could really defend every position on the floor. I wouldn't call this a reboot of the program. It's just you, you have a lot more inexperienced Florida State Seminoles returning. you got some experienced yeah, players, yeah. but not mm-hmm. within the system. But the last time that there was a re- reboot in this program, we got one-and-done dudes, and we didn't defend. You know, that was the thing. It was like such a stark difference. It was weird. Between 2012 and what that team was the year before 2011 going to the Elite Eight, and then by about the middle part of last decade, you're like, well, so our identity is completely gone. It's nice that we got one-and-done players, but you're telling me it's a layup line on the other end? This, even though it's kind of like a reboot because of all the minutes that are going to be distributed to new players, doesn't mean that we're giving up the principles of what we're about. That's important to know. We also learn something about uh, this team every year. There's always something we think about it going in that turns out not to be true and something we think they can't do that turns out to be something they can. There's always it's always fascinating. Sometimes it's sometimes it's like, "Oh, well, maybe they're not as good at this as I thought they would be, but oh, look over here, they do this better." So, they're always interesting and that's because Ham has really proven to be malleable. And I think that's the the, the greatest testament to his long-term success here at Florida State is that a man of his age has shown to be malleable. That is amazing. Most people People of that age, period, in any walk of life, don't like dramatic change from the things that got them there to be successful in the first place. The thing that I love about this part of the season is, is no matter what, like you know it's coming. You know we're playing Florida a week from Sunday, and the regular season opener is a week from yesterday, I believe. Crazy. Even though you know that that's coming, you're going to wake up next Sunday, you're going to go through your NFL game day morning routine, or, or if you go play golf in the morning, whatever your Sunday routine is after a college football Saturday. And you're going to go, oh, yeah. Oh, God, I got to get to a TV. We're playing Florida. Yeah. That streak's on the line, man. Yeah. We're trying to go for the Platinum Bohica in basketball. Let's go. Is it that many? Well, 14 was the first year, right? So, yeah, so, so yeah, we're not quite there yet. Okay. Oh, but you win this one. You come back home for 22, and now... Man, you? the Platinum Bohica could be realized. <laughs> it could. Oh, how close we got at one point against Miami in football. Now they're getting closer to that against us in football. Damn it, man. Third and Kelly. We might have had it. Mm, mm, mm. So ISF knows you and your staff work very hard and that your constituents depend on you. ISF has worked with state agencies like your own, and uh, they'll take on projects and challenges across the landscape of technology and business. And, of course, you want to get rid of all the silly, the, the, the costly, ineffective ways of doing business. Well, they've got you covered. Check them out at ISF.com. And that was Solving the Future with Quickness in the Backcourt. <laughs> You work hard, so you deserve the good things in life, like getting an amazing deal on awesome internet. That's why there's never been a better time to switch to Xfinity. Get the fast and reliable internet you deserve for $20 a month for a 
for 12 months with a one-year contract. And for the first time ever, ask how to get 12 times the speed for the same internet price when you add Xfinity Mobile. Just imagine. Faster downloads, more streaming, the possibilities are endless. That's more speed and you'll save hundreds over AT&T. Plus, ask how to get an eligible 5G phone on us and for a limited time, $300 back. So what are you waiting for? Sign up now because you deserve awesome internet. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay, ends 11-21-21, restrictions apply, new performance starter internet, 50 megabits per second customers only, equipment taxes and fees extra and subject to change, after-term regular rates apply, compares monthly service charge for Xfinity 600 megabits per second and AT&T 500 megabits per second each with unlimited mobile line for a year as of 10-6-21. Reduce speeds... Kepper Show 93, 3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. No baseball to point to tonight. Normally, the last segment here, we would mosey on over. Talk about the baseball on the horizon. I can't do that. I still want to give some love to my folks over at uh, North Florida Payroll Services. So this is just kind of a, a random North Florida Payroll Services locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full online applicant onboarding and integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today. Head to NorthFordaPayroll.com. Well, here's just a, arbitrary. Uh, by Monday, mm. after a little bit of homework, baseball is now done. Mm-hmm. So our forces combined, we can take a look at some hockey numbers. And we can roll out that yes, Soviet anthem. There we go, there buddy. There we go. The Red and, Russians. Well, the Red Russians. Yes. Hot dog. Big Daddy's done it again. Won't that be good? Interesting game tonight for Tampa as they travel up to play Toronto. And Toronto seems to be on the right track, but Tampa's playing better defensive hockey. If the Lightning win this one, might be able to play them bolts a little bit over the next week, sir. I'm ready, buddy. I'm ready. I have not transitioned into hardcore hockey viewing just yet, but I I take my daily glance. I treat hockey these days the way that, right now anyhow, the way that I treated uh, baseball and other sports in my youth, which is to pick up the St. Petersburg Times in the morning while eating raisin toast and going through box scores. That's the way I treat hockey currently, which is to pull it up on the computer as opposed to the hard copy in my hand, which I dearly miss, and uh, check it out how we played, who played what shifts and for how long, and who is a plus player and who's a minus player for us currently. That kind of thing. Get down or lay down makes an alert point mm. that uh, Buster Posey called it a career. Yeah, we've talked about it. Yeah. Hall of Famer. Yeah, got to be, right? Did you see, and I uh, retweeted it, um, uh, speaking of Buster, Buster only tweeted that he thought he was definitively, yes, a Hall of Famer. I would have said no years ago, but there is precedent now for people who uh, were, you know, in his case, MVPs on World Series champion teams, Rookie of the Year MVP of said World Series teams, uh, an MVP in the season in the in the in the league, I should say, uh, even careers that are shortened. If you are the most dominant player at your position, or one of two or three at your position for say a stretch of over five to six years, you now get consideration. It used to be certain numbers had to be met. It used to be maybe you had to be that thing that I just described for another you know a good eight to ten years before you were even considered i I think they're they're looking back on that now and saying were you 
definitively one of the three best players at your position in the league for over five or six years, then maybe maybe we'll consider it. If you have the other superlatives that he has, which is the rings, the MVP, uh, showing up and big in those moments, postseason, the rookie of the year, of the comeback year. player yeah. of the year, all of those things. So yeah, you could show the clip of him getting run over by a Marlin, you know, and and meaning a uh, Florida Marlin at the time. And being hurt, they changed the rule because of that collision at yeah, home plate. That's really unfortunate. That's how he yeah. earns the comeback player of the year, but that stunts the development a little bit. I would have thought, though, earlier in his career, he would have either been traded to become a DH. Or at, first baseman. Or become a first baseman. I mean, he played first base when he first came up. There was a, there was a mixture in there. Well, I went and saw him play the Nationals when he was with the Giants, obviously. And he played first base in the game that I sat at. I was on the first baseline, called out his name, did the war chin. He smiled and pointed. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, I was there with a, with another fellow, Noel, who lived in D.C. at the time, and, and he, he graduated the same year. And so we were sitting there, and we both did it, and he turned and smiled. He, he recognized. So I saw the report was he walked away from $22 million? That's why he's leaving on the table by he's retiring. He's got uh, plenty of money. Well, we could have used that for the new stadium, is what I'm saying. You know, just couldn't you couldn't you put your body <laughs> through that for a couple more years, Buster's, so that you can in turn, after taxes, give the eight million you have left or something like that to the stadium project. I got a good story about Buster. In addition to um, you know the, the many platitudes and things that he did as a baseball player in person, and he is as well thought of as any individual can be. Certainly, any any ex Noel. Um, but he when I went out to San Francisco a few summers ago. And uh, I was there for uh, about a week, and me and the family, and, and me and my dad, and, and, and all that, along with my wife, and we went to a couple games, and uh, got to go down on the field to see batting practice, and saw Buster, and saw, that's when I told you that uh, Madison Bumgarner's even bigger in person than you realize. That's a mountainous man. Uh, and he was hitting bombs in batting practice. Bumgarner was. I mean, it was hilarious to watch. But anyhow... Uh, a friend of ours who's from Tallahassee who graduated from Stanford and stayed out there and, and lives and works in San Francisco said that she, you wouldn't believe on game day just how beloved Buster Posey is. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, well, anytime the Giants are at home for a home series, she was talking about driving through San Francisco on her way to work, and she was saying that uh, you'll see along the road when you get closer to the stadium, Gas stations have Buster Posey dolls that they ha- that they make. You know, it's I'm sure it's not copyrighted or illegal to do licensing uh, merchandise, but they, they sell them at these places. People buy Buster Posey dolls, little little like almost little baby kids dolls of Buster Posey. And I was like, what? And she goes, oh yeah, he's kind of the focal point of a star-studded team that has won the World Series. Everybody highlights him, and so sure enough, we went to the game. Buster Posey merch everywhere. It's you couldn't think about what that is for the least unassuming man you would ever meet. Like if you didn't know Buster Posey was a superstar major leaguer, he certainly wouldn't bring it up and you wouldn't know it to look at him. It's remarkable. Yeah, the fans out there for for the Giants specifically are are diehard. I've met a few people oh, who yeah. are part of that circle. Like, you know, they season tickets and or, you know, they know maybe Bruce Bochy's brother-in-law or right. something along those lines like yeah. it is it is a really tight-knit circle over there in san francisco that i i didn't understand until i met the fan base it's it's almost kind of like a a small townish fan base even though it's a big city yeah it is whereas like you know if you're a mets fan or a yankees fan it's all spread out it's, it's all, all over yeah. the place yeah. it's hard to concentrate like the giants fans remind me a lot of of hockey fans you don't usually meet a hockey fan who is a casual fan 
He's like, no, yeah, you're passionate. I not. like Ovechkin. I like Crosby. Yeah, you know, if they make the playoffs, I'll watch them. You don't meet that guy. That guy's like, well, let me tell you about Winnipeg's third line center. Mm-hmm. This kid's going to be a stud. Correct. They're always a hundred miles an hour. Well, I, I talked about this with hockey. Hockey figured out uh, a while back. It was smart of them to do so. Maybe they had to uh, find this out rudely uh, when the TV negotiations were going on uh, the, two times ago, but. Hockey is a very communal, townish sport. It is not a national sport. It is in Canada, but it's not here. Uh, in, in Communities are passionate that have hockey clubs. I mean, that's true. Like It, it is a town-to-town type thing, and you meet those fans, and they're great. But it's not a national conversation. You can go anywhere and have a conversation right. with somebody about the NFL. Right. Anywhere and have somebody a conversation with somebody about the NBA, probably. But not hockey. It is very of the city. Right, yeah. It's not like, what are you doing tonight? Well, I'm watching Ovi and McDavid. They're playing on Wednesday night TNT, man. Got to have it. Like, no, that's just, that's never going to be a thing. Right, right. Like, now, if you said LeBron KD, I guess I'm going to tune into that on on TNT on Thursday. That's a thing. That's real. Mm -hmm. Oh, Aaron Rodgers is playing tonight on Monday Night Football? I'm going to watch that. He won't be because he lied about being vaccinated. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he broke all those protocols. He did a lot of dumb things that leaders ought not do. Yes. My goodness. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, now, it'd be a shame to see them lose a game that he couldn't play because, oh. I mean, my goodness gracious, all of a sudden, uh, perhaps home field advantage becomes uh, on the table again. Do you think that the Kansas City defense was like, oh, my God, we're going to do it. We're going to hold a team <laughs> under 25 points. Well, they did last week. They looked they looked better last they week did. against yeah. the Giants. We'll see. It is the Giants. Speaking of which, uh, I had to pick up uh, your boy there, quarterback, because Tom's on the bye. Oh, really? Well, it's all it's Slim Pickens, buddy. So you just carry the one quarterback so you have the extra mm, roster? Yes. Oh, I see. Yeah, I for, see you for real players, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I had, to, I had to do that. and uh, So you could have your eight-point receiver, like seven of them? <laughs> yeah. That you're like, I don't know. Bye weeks happen. you gotta, yeah. you got to have a guy to plug and play. Uh, yeah. But yeah. There, there comes a point when you're managing the roster, you're like, all these dudes could get me six points, yeah. two points, two or points, 15 points. 50, yeah. I don't know. There's real volatility there, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm only going to say, speaking of volatility, as we round out the show here, uh, that I have actually um, gone and got the latest app for those that are sporting, and uh, that would be the one that uh, is is offered by our friends in South Florida, and uh, it works uh, beautifully, uh, I should note, and uh, there are lots of things on there, Tom, by which you can uh, entertain, so it is is that, it is props and everything else well can i tell you too that their customer service is fantastic at this particular app that we're really not pushing because they haven't haven't bought time they're about to buy time on here we think one would hope well it's gonna happen but i i uh sometimes i do stupid things and you did a stupid thing and you called them to help undo your stupid thing yeah i (laughs) i typed in the wrong four the the wrong last four digits to my social twice twice come on man twice so, and it said they're going to reach out to me. I'm like, oh, God, I'm never going to get this damn app up and running. Well, they were like, sir. Right, I know. Don't you know thyself? <laughs> you you don't know your last four? That's <laughs> Of course I did. <laughs> and my dyslexic brain put them backwards. Go, 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 go. Oh, that's wrong. Go, go, go. That's wrong again. What and have the, I done? And it was like, it's locked. What have I done? It's locked. So locked down. <laughs> last night I could look at all the numbers, mm. and I was like, ah. It's like your kid when they when they were little in the, on the iPad, and they keep pressing it without knowing the code. I'm like, stop doing that. It's going to lock me out. Huh? Stop! Stop touching that! It's gonna lock. Damn it! It's locked me out. <laughs> That's. I remember that happened to you when you were on the phone once. Yes, and you heard me say probably yeah. that. Yes. Yeah, yes, that was you on the phone. There you are. I got the photo of you. <laughs> Look at those locks in an well, alternate universe. It's amazing. Yes. Uh, yes. 
Stop pressing that. Don't do that. Would you stop pressing that? I've asked you to stop. Don't do it. If you do it again, it's going to lock me. You lock me out. Damn it. That's how that goes. The first time that happened to me, and, mm-hmm. and it happened, I mean, I was probably just moving too fast, yeah. or, or it was like a pocket dial, and then you have one crack left at it, and, you know, it almost felt like being yelled at in elementary school. Like, you know when it stays with you? Mm-hmm. You almost feel like that internal <laughs> ringing shame. Like, there's almost like a noise to it. You're like, oh, I've just been yelled at. i got to put my head down. Yeah, we got to move I'm along beat here. red. I'm yeah. embarrassed. That's what it felt like when my phone told me, you got five minutes. You're sitting in timeout. That's what it is. I'm to shut you out. I felt embarrassed. You're an intruder. You're somebody trying to use Tom's phone that ought not be. That ain't Tommy. I know Tom's thumb. He would know this kind. I know Tom's thumb. <laughs> You're at a gas station in Pensacola, huh? <laughs> Your phone talking is fun. That ain't you, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need. We need more of those things. Yeah. Like when Samuel L. came out with the uh, the GPS system. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. You need your phone to be able to talk to you with a little bit of pizzazz. Well, tomorrow we will give you honest assessments of uh, <laughs> this football game that we've largely ignored for the week. If you haven't picked up on the hint or the vibe that we're uh, giving off here this week is uh, we don't feel good about this one. Don't feel good about this one, my man. And I hope that I wake tomorrow to a different feeling, a little different something. Maybe I get good news tonight. I'm going to call around, talk to some sources tonight, find out where we're at from a practice standpoint, from a health standpoint. Maybe we got better news coming our way. Well, that's the thing is, like, when you hear the term, there's a bug going around. Oh, that ain't good. Right. And especially nowadays, you think the worst. When you hear IVs, you go, oh, really? We heard IVs now? I I heard IVs. Oh, great. That makes this thing even better. That's tough. When you hear those things, you're like, well, we're not even a deep football program as it is anyway. Correct. Like, damn it, man. It, Correct. Like, is it somebody that matters? Chances are, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. No, I've, I've heard those terms thrown around this week. So that ain't, that ain't good. Good job, Tom. Good job, Matthew. Thanks to all of you. Our thanks to Coach Hamilton who joined us last hour. If you missed that, go find it on the pod or on Orchant TV on the YouTube feed. You can find it there. Be well, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow.